1: and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we talk about all the games of Blizzard Entertainment, literally all of them. Eventually, we are going to have that rock and roll racing conversation. I swear it. No, we're not. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Rossi. With me this week are two excellent co-hosts. Alex Zibart and Ann Stickney. Alex was the one who just interrupted my thing about the rock and roll
0: races. Oh, that was definitely Anne. Couldn't you tell by her voice?
2: Well, since he's talking... Uh, Alex, how are you this Hi.
0: week? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm not bad.
2: I'm not bad. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we move on to Anne? Uh,
0: not really. I haven't been playing a whole lot of games this week. I mean, I've been playing some Heroes of the Storm, but I've been in the final stretch of getting an unrelated project out. So, not much gaming for me.
2: Okay. Uh, and now, person who shouldn't have to be here today, and I apologize that we didn't make it, so she didn't. Ann Stickney, who writes literally everything for the site. Uh, Anne, how are you doing today?
1: I was going to make a clerks r- joke, and then you just kind of like undercut that. I'm sorry. Do the whole. I'm not even supposed to be here today. No. Um, I. Uh. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, just to, like, not, not to go into it too in depth, but I've been playing Mass Effect, and I've been playing the entire series, because I've never played it time. before. Never played it before. Going in blind, everybody on Twitter is being very kind, and they aren't spoiling me, only I don't think it's the fact that they're being kind. I think it's because they really want to watch me suffer. And yeah. I got, I got to a point today in Mass Effect 3, where I just completely I lost it. Just, ugh. So, emotionally compromised. We'll just call me emotionally compromised today. But, on the upside today, when I wasn't crying my eyes out over a video game, (laughs) thank you, BioWare, I did go like see my sister, and I got to see goats, and llamas, and horses, and and turkeys, and chickens. There were piglets. I held a tarantula. Today was a good day. So, yeah, basically... <laughs> Alex doesn't like the whole. <laughs> I just
2: find it astonishing that, you know, for fun, you went out and did something that I had to do for several years as, like, a chore. And it's like, all I can do is think about, like, yeah, and cleaning up after it. Yeah, cleaning up after it. Yeah, cleaning up. Meanwhile, you loved it. It's just, like, that's... Oh, yeah, life- I totally whatever.
1: had a blast. Because I don't I mean, have to clean up after it. I just, I just go and I say hello, and I'm like, yay, critters! And then I get covered in dander, and then I come home.
0: See, here, <laughs> here's the thing. There, for me, there's a threshold where... Like a size threshold, or something stops being creepy. Tarantulas are still small enough that they're creepy.
2: Alex, I guarantee you, no matter how big that tarantula got, you would not be okay with it. No, like the size. I challenge you to find me a, you know, if a pony-sized tarantula, you are not going to be like,
0: yeah, that's cool. No, okay. Here's the thing: I'm an arachnophobe. I hate just insects in general. Disgusting. But I know other like people who are arachnophobes who get. Set off by like giant video game spiders, and I look at, at a giant video game spider I'm like, oh, it's just an animal now. Like that's just like. a Well, horse this
1: one was like the size of the palm of my hand.
0: I mean, it was not a small tarantula. That's, that's just, if that thing came running at me, I would just be like, oh god! Uh, it spider. wouldn't come
1: running at you though, because Penelope is very mellow. She's but just if, she just chills a, in her aquarium.
0: If a horse-sized spider ran at me, that'd be totally okay. I would <laughs> You'd not, be okay
1: with I a horse
0: I'm sorry. I don't believe (laughs) you. Straight up, don't believe you. Uh, A horse-sized spider would not be able to get into my house without me knowing. Therefore, it's okay. (laughs) If I saw it, I would call animal control or something.
2: (laughs) I guarantee you, you would not be okay with it and that it could get into your house without you knowing.
1: Because I've seen horror movies. My sister has said that she's going to get another tarantula and she showed me the type of tarantula that she wants and it looks very much like the one that I posted on Twitter today except that they have pink feet so it looks like a tarantula wearing ballet slippers and it's very cute <laughs> for like a giant airy mutant spider You know, but I figured yeah. I figured you know there comes a time where you just have to hold the tarantula and today was that day so for some reason pink feet
0: on a tarantula when we think of this did you know that there are chickens that are black like jet black with black meat
1: weird i probably didn't know that but i don't really care
0: i learned it today it's really weird
1: i saw a lot of chickens today there's a lot uh, of chickens at that farm i mean that has nothing to do with this show at all i am moving past the livestock
2: talk now We're going to talk about some Blizzard news because, you know, Blizzard games and all that. Um, first up, we saw a bunch of previews for stuff coming for Heroes of the Storm today. Um, one of the things we saw was that both both Artanis and Lieutenant Morales, who is the name for the StarCraft medic unit, will be introduced into Heroes of the Storm soon, like within the next couple of weeks, I, I assume. They've been I talking about for a while.
0: I think it's every three weeks they try to release a new hero. Yeah.
2: That's what they said. Three to four weeks, week. yeah. Yeah. So those are in development. Um, they even have new skins for each of them. The uh, Lieutenant Morales comes in an Apothecary skin, which makes it look all kind of scorgy. And Artanis comes in a, like, I forget what the name of it is, but it makes him look like the uh, Evangelion unit, EV, EVA-01, if you're into anime. Uh, also, there's new skins for for characters like uh, Raynor gets a Marshall skin. And, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. And Falstad gets the bu- Buccaneer skin, which means he's riding a giant parrot.
0: It's about time he gets any skins at all.
2: And the thing about it is both of these skins actually get themed abilities that change the abilities they have to fit the new skin. They don't change what they do, but they change how they look, which I think is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, um, some of those are questionable. Uh, some of them certainly have more detail put in than others. Like sometimes you'll get a skin in-game, it'll say, themed abilities, and you log in and... It could either be a completely new set of sound effects and graphics, or it could be something like the projectile looks different. At the end. It's like, well, yeah. you don't really notice that in the game. That does that's not a selling point. If that's the min- that's all you did is like the minimum effort.
2: But the, they, that's also they also have new mounts. Um, trying to remember which ones there was one the the Nexus Battle Beast, I think it's called, which looks like if you took original World of Warcraft Kodo and put it through Tron like it's yeah.
0: it's battle like ser- beast is a strange thing. There's a lot of battle beasts in Heroes of the Storm and it's just, it's just a Kodo. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why it's a battle beast and they have a mount that's the Butcher's battle beast. Like where did the butcher get a Kodo? But it's yeah. a battle beast, so it's okay. I don't, I don't know where they came from.
2: But they had, they do have the um Void Speeder and the vulture. I think are both from StarCraft. The vulture I definitely know is from StarCraft, but Yeah. Those are coming in. The vulture is really cool. Um, also coming in the headless horseman's charger, which is weird because the headless horseman himself isn't in the game, but his horse is. Yeah. I, I, his horse
0: was summoned to the to the nexus to do battle. I mean, the headless horseman would be a pretty good character to have too. I think they should have yeah. just held off on that.
2: I just I find it hilarious to imagine the headless horseman looking for his horse.
0: I mean, the headless weird. horseman would. I mean, it'd be a really cool character if it was a character that was like permanently mounted and he kind of worked that into their skill set.
2: Like Falstead, because he is permanently mounted, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, I mean, he moves at normal speed, but if you had a
2: character, does Falstead get on a mount?
0: No, uh, he he doesn't okay. When other characters press Z, that that makes them go to their mount. When Falstead presses Z, you can pick a point on the map to fly directly there, and you'll like go super speed to that particular location. He doesn't actually like mount up and gain movement speed, he just flies to a new location.
2: Okay, so that's probably the case for the Headless Horseman. He would just run over. Uh, but yeah, also the Marshall's Outrider, which is basically the Headless Horseman's charger, but techno-looking. And uh, that's basically it for the mounts. So yeah, that was that was actually a reasonable chunk of information for heroes. Uh, what do they talked about? They talked about doing the next one, and I can't remember who they said they were going to do. Uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, the next hero? The next hero? I think it's yeah. the medic. Well, no, we General just... Alice.
2: We just talked about those. Artanis and Lieutenant Morales were announced
0: for this. Well, I mean, that's the medic will be the next one released. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Artanis is coming next, and then Morales after him?
2: Or is it the other way around?
0: No, is it's, it, it's the medic is the, one, is the next one, and then Artanis after the medic.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, that is the order of the release, and we don't know what's beyond that. They haven't announced anything yet for beyond that, so... Also, uh, this week is we have two new Overwatch characters. Um, I don't really get them. I'm going to be fr- frank and just admit this. I don't get these characters. I don't get what we're trying for here. They're uh, not. Uh, ju- Junkrat. Interesting. Junkrat and Roadhog. And Junkrat and Roadhog feel an awful lot like, like like 90s cartoon characters.
0: Yeah, I think Anna said in our chat channel earlier uh, should I bebop from. Ninja Turtles for Roadhog?
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh they were actually kinda reminded me of like the of the You guys have probably never seen it, but you ever seen Silverhawks? No. Yes. Okay. okay. So you remember the bad guy, Monstar? <gasps> like he Yes. Had, these guys are like the people that worked for Monstar.
1: Oh my gosh, yes they are. They're like the little crony. Oh
2: my yeah. gosh. So You're it, right. It feels very, like, 90s cartoon. And I liked I liked Silverhawks. I'll be honest and admit it. I liked that it. it was fine. I mean, it wasn't anything special,
0: but it wasn't bad.
1: See, I if watched you... Silverhawks, like, after its time, when it was just yeah. really cheesy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at those characters, my first reaction was, Blizzard is a lot better at making heroes for Overwatch than villains.
2: The thing is, I don't even know if these guys are supposed to be villains.
0: They are. I mean, they're, like, bank robbers and stuff. Hmm. So they're flat-out villains. villains? Yeah, they're they're straight-up villains. Like, their whole build-up to it was, oh, this horrible bank heist, and it was these guys, so they're bad it's, guys.
2: These are the two that, like, you know, besides it's these two, then Wind, Widowmaker and Reaper are the ones that we would we, we think of as crooks, I guess?
0: Yeah, and everybody else in the roster so far is one of the good guys. Mm.
2: So them shooting each other doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense,
0: but... I mean, they, they said straight up, the in-game, it's suspending the lore. I mean, you, they just want you to be able to play what character you want to play and not have to worry about whether you're playing the good guys or the bad guys.
2: Yeah, but these guys definitely do kind of remind me of, of 90s cartoon dudes. Uh,
0: uh, was, I'm concerned yeah. about Roadhog because it seems like his only thing is he's a first-person shooter version of Stitches or Pudge from MOBAs. Yeah, He has a hook to grab somebody, and that'll be that.
2: And he and he's wearing like the, a mask, like Bane or the or the or the, or the Homunculus or whatever the, the horrendous. He's just yeah, he's kind of just there.
0: Yep, he's just first person shooter. Stitches, awesome, <laughs> whatever.
2: Yeah, and then the other guy seriously reminds me of the the Monstars lackeys from Silverhawks. Quite frankly, I would have rather they put Monstar in. Just I mean, steal uh, Monstar, guys. No one's going mean, to know.
0: I, I am excited for Overwatch. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, I'm excited for Overwatch. I just think it's at the point where it's getting a little long in the tooth. Where uh, they just need to put out the beta. I mean, yeah. the hype train is just—it's they keep putting these things out, and I don't think they're at a base level less exciting. It's just uh, you can only take so many teasers before you have something in your hands, and they've been releasing these Overwatch things for like over a, what over a year now. Since so, last BlizzCon. Quite
1: a while. Uh, so so yeah. not over a
0: year. Almost a year. Pretty I mean, much. At this yeah. point, it's like, just give us a beta. Um, it's not very exciting anymore. We can't play it.
2: Well, yeah, it's been playable at, like, everything they've done. Like, all the Road to BlizzCons, it's been playable. Yeah. Like, at this point, if you've it's been playable at everything, then it's got to be, like, there's got to be a beta ready to go. So, I mean, are they waiting to know. drop it at BlizzCon? I mean,
0: it does seem... I mean, that's also a concern. I mean, uh, they have at least two betas... Uh, waiting. Overwatch and Legion. Are both of them just going to drop at BlizzCon? Uh, when are we getting these things? Because Legion's beta was supposed to happen this year. Yeah. They said. And Overwatch's beta, I think, is also supposed to be pretty soon. So are we just going to get both of them at BlizzCon? Uh, is there going to be an announcement at Twitch TwitchCon, which is this upcoming weekend? I don't know. That'd be weird. Who knows?
1: I don't think they're going to announce anything at TwitchCon, are they?
0: These yeah. old, I think they're talking about these two new characters at TwitchCon.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I think you're, we're going to get like the gameplay trailers and all that.
1: When is that?
0: It's this weekend, uh, okay. Saturday and Sunday, upcoming, I think.
2: And then like next week, the uh, European Road to BlizzCon stuff starts happening. Okay. So there will be stuff there, too. There will be Overwatch there, too, as well. All right, so... Next up is emails. We, uh, if you don't know, here at the Blizzard Watch podcast, we like to answer emails. Um, send them to uh, podcast at blizzardwatch, all one word, dot com, and we're more than happy to get them and answer them. Uh, we also take emails from people on Patreon. Um, what's our Patreon again, Alex?
0: Patreon.com slash Blizzard
2: And I have to, at some point, find the thing that tells me how to read that, because I'm expected to do that now. Uh, But first, we'll do some emails from the folks at Patreon, because why not? Uh, First is from Geth88, which is weird, because you'd think that was Mass Effect related, but it's not.
0: It's an extra E. Okay, yeah, you're right. It is Gethy. I
2: don't know, it's probably Geth. It's just weird Gethy. He's all Gethy. He's very Geth-like. Just call it Geeth. Geese called, eighty-eight. I'm, that sounds like that sounds like geese are coming, and I'm lisping. Geese. What if it's,
0: what if it's geese are on 88? the way? It's gate eighty-eight. Get he. I, Just anyway. read the question.
2: I'm trying to. <laughs> so... With the Random House announcement, they mentioned you know World of Warcraft, Illidan, and it got me thinking of what other books would be good to read for Legion. War of the Ancients would definitely be relevant, uh, Stormrage, and Wolfheart possibly as well. Are there any other books that might be relevant to an upcoming X-Pack? Uh, I think we say this every single time the book thing is mentioned. Uh, so I'm going to have Ann do it because she does it better than I do. Anne, what book do you think I'm thinking about here?
1: What do you mean? In terms of for, for Legion? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, I did a whole Know Your Lore that had, like, a recommended reading list of everything possibly remotely related to Legion whatsoever. Yeah, but what book do you think I was going to say there? Last Guardian? Yes. Because I always (laughs) Last Guardian. Last Guardian is such a good book. But Last Guardian, uh, War of the Ancients, um, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of books that are, like I said, I, I had a Know Your Lore that it's just Know Your Lore recommended reading for Legion. And it goes down the list of like every novel and short story that's even remotely re- relevant to what we may or may not see in Legion. So that might be worth checking out.
2: Yeah, it's it's basically the stuff you mentioned the, and and covered it to a great degree. And honestly, we don't really know for sure what we're going to see there. Like f- for all we know, we know the Vrilkel are going to be there. Yeah. So anything that touches on the Vrykul, like the Sylvanas short story, might well play in. I had the War of
1: the Ancients trilogy, um, the Curse of the Worgen graphic novel, because that goes into Worgen stuff, Um, Last Guardian, Tides of Darkness and Beyond the Dark Portal, Uh, short stories, uh, Gen Greymane, Lord of His Pack, Sylvanas Windrunner, Edge of Night. Let's see, Stormrage isn't really necessary necessary, but since we're going to be dealing with the Emerald Nightmare, you might as well read Stormrage just to get kind of like the backstory on the Nightmare War because that was never really presented in game. Wolfheart is another good one because it kind of explains. Variant a little bit. Gen's in it quite a bit. The wargon are in it quite a bit. Maiev is in it quite a bit. Anduin's in it. Like all of the all of the characters that are kind of popping up on that cast list, all have a spot in there. The only one who's not really in there is Sylvanas. Um, and then War Crimes, obviously, because that kind of. You can see where Sylvanas is going in War Crimes. It's not so much about Garrosh's Trial as the sub-story in War Crimes, because it gives you kind of a look into where Sylvanas is at, headspace-wise. And since you she's know, going I, to be a key player...
0: I skimmed this question when I picked it, and uh, I didn't read the second half. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought it was asking, it's not, but I thought it was at the time, it was asking what other books we would like to see tie into Legion besides Illidan. Oh, Would that also be an interesting topic to uh, make me feel like less of a fool? <laughs> what, what, it depends on what you mean by that, like books that already exist? Or well, look, what, we just gave a very knowledgeable answer. No, 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 no. New books, new books that don't exist that you would like to see that would tie into life.
2: I want a book that explains the Vrykul. If we're not going to get – I'd like it in game first. But The
1: Vrykul but, and the Cavalder and – The yeah, Rise like of that. Humanity.
2: I want to yeah. see how humans existed. Yeah, I want to see like the like a, a book from the perspective of whatever Reichel decided. No, I'm not killing my baby, my horrible, stunted, freakish little baby. I'm saving it, and I'm going to save all these other babies, and I'm going to take them south, and I'm going to like raise them in a valley somewhere where nobody can get
1: to them. I want to see that because that's messed up. The a lot or- of this, a lot of this past information stuff, though, this historical stuff, is stuff that I think that we're going to see addressed in Chronicle. Yeah, but I still and- want to.
2: I still want a book on that
0: particular
1: want I want
0: a book about the elves that were going to genocide.
2: Oh, the Nightborn.
0: Yeah. Like, what do they do? What's up with them? Are they all horrible monsters? I want to know
2: who got to be in charge of that. Like, after Shara got turned into a snake person and half their civilization got blown up, who was left to be in charge? Is it that princess character from, like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Warcraft 3, there's this, like, shrine... And you run into this, like, spirit of this ancient Calderoi princess? Like, was one of her relatives the one who's in charge? Like, who who do you have left to be in charge?
0: It's just always weird to me when they add a new race, and they're like, yep, they exist for you to commit genocide against them. They have no redeeming qualities. They're all monsters. They exist to die. And I'm like, well, they can't all be monsters. (laughs) Why are we committing genocide so often? There has to be something good in there.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh well. So Alex wants to wants to know about these guys. We're gonna turn into hamburger. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'd like to see some Torin history. Thanks. Yes. Okay. Oh that would be that would be so sweet. Yeah. Maybe you can do both, because like, both the Torin and the Vikle are like in these northern areas of the Al- Broken Isles. Yeah. The Tauren are actually on High Mountain. Finally we're gonna to get to see well, High the, Mountain.
1: Yeah, there's the Torrin, there's High Mountain, there's like I just want to see where that whole split happened between Torin and Tonka, and you know Ungol. the Ongal, and I, I want to see that evolutionary process because we've never really seen that, nor have we gotten any kind of origin, anything for the Torin at all. We had and, like uh, the
2: one guy with the we, the one guy appears in the war in War of the Ancients, the dude who's holding the eagle spear. Yeah, um, and then
1: we've got we've got like, I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, we, we have, like, I shouldn't say a lot, but we know pretty solid about the trolls and the night elves and how they came to be, but we don't really know. And we know about the trolls and how they were fighting against these other guys. And then we have, like, the Pandaren history where they separated themselves with the whole War of the Ancients thing. But we really don't have any information about Torin at all. And presumably, they were one of the original species. On S. Yeah. So I'd kinda like to see something about them.
2: That's kind that of weird. Definitely be cool. I mean, the than creation myths are fascinating, too, because yeah. it's all this weird stuff about, like, the blackness covering the land and the Earth Mother reaching her hand out and her shadow. And, that, and her eyes and all this yeah. other stuff.
0: Were they there prior to the Titans? Because if I was a Titan, I do a think I would think I'm going to make cow people.
1: Yeah, they they predated the Titans supposedly. It, Theoretically, it was, we don't they, know for sure that.
2: Yeah, do we know that the Toran are in Alduar. Like, there's two statues when you walk into like Ulduar, when you're going to go fight what's her name, uh, Cat Lady, Araya. There's two statues just beneath the stairs. One's a night elf, a night elf, not a troll, and the other is a Toran. Is eh.
1: that some kind of druid reference?
2: I don't know. That they're there, like they're right there. It's like when you fight Araya, they're like right there in that area.
0: That's I've always noticed them. since since the globe fiasco, I always question the doodads in Titan locations in game.
2: Yeah, it's, all I'm like, saying is that they're there. I'm not saying it proves yeah. that the Titan. Like are made they, the-
0: are, they a, are they a hint or is it just some artist who's like I want to put a statue here?
2: Well, it's interesting at any rate. Uh, next point is from Alastro. And Elastral says, I have just finished reading the news on the new uh, silence chat feature for Heroes of the Storm. Do you think that a similar system would do any good in WoW in helping to curb some of the more toxic players in the game? Uh, You can ignore
0: people.
1: That's pretty much as silent as you get.
0: Yeah, You ignore them.
1: And then you can't hear them anymore.
0: Ignoring people doesn't punish people for bad behavior, though. It kind of puts the burden on the entire player base. Whereas... The silence feature is if enough people report them, they just can't talk. Bad behavior means you are forcibly shut up.
2: So basically what you're saying is you need a situation where putting someone to ignore enough times means they get permanently ignored by everybody.
0: Or reporting them often enough. Yeah, because uh, it's – and here's the storm it's partially automated in that if somebody gets enough reports in a short amount of time, they automatically get silenced. Uh, otherwise if they don't get a delusion of reports the actual like human beings will investigate it and every time you get i think the first time you get silenced it's like 24 hours and every time you get silenced after that doubles the amount of time you are silenced so if you behave poorly enough you can theoretically be silenced for oh 10 years or whatever it's it's a it's an infinitely growing punishment
2: i mean I don't know it's it's interesting to think about. I don't. The problem with World of Warcraft is people tend to double up on accounts really fast, or you know, quit and come back. Yes. And, you know.
1: Or they roll another character just to whisper you, to get around the ignore, which is annoying. So if
0: silence if could be applied at the account wide, level, yeah. Yeah,
2: I don't. It's certainly something that I think Blizzard should be looking into something. I'll tell you that right now, because. The thing is, though, is as much as I say that, I've not had as many bad experiences in Warlords as I did in Mists. Maybe that's just because there's less people around right now. I mean, the numbers of the game are lower. I was going to
1: say, I haven't had any bad experiences, but that's because I've spent most of my time in my garrison. I don't
0: leave my garrison.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I mean, like, when it, the times I've done LFR or the times I've done dungeons haven't been too bad. No, I had, like, really. one dungeon. I had one dungeon which was just so horrible. That I stopped playing dungeons for three days, but aside from that, I haven't really had anything too bad. Like mists, mists. Was it the railroad I had... dungeon
1: was it? The railroad dungeon?
2: No, this was no? Pu- this was purely player behavior. This wasn't the dungeon. Oh, uh, no, I mean was...
1: the dungeon you were in. Was it the railroad dungeon?
2: No, oh, no, it was the the one we like on the bridge and the slag bosses, and it's just horrible. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, because it was a very high melee group. It was me and a paladin for DPS. So, you know, one of yeah. us is going to die. Yeah. you know, It's just, it's like, you know, one of us is going to get killed. I, I don't know what to tell you. You've got three DPS, two of them are melee, it just, and the tank is melee. There's, there's a lot of people in melee is what I'm saying. So, yeah, but that, that that hasn't happened as much. Mists, I had a bad experience. If I was in, like, three dungeons in a day, two of them would be at least somewhat bad, or one of them would be absolutely terrible. I haven't had that in Draenor, but I haven't had as many dungeons either. Like, if I run one in a day, that's kind of a, big deal that's a lot of dungeon running for me now so i don't know maybe if they kick up some means to prevent the really hellacious behavior like for instance the the slag mines dungeon i was in where the guy just started screaming about each of our racial origins and how you know we were terrible people because of them and he was guessing he just he made up racial
0: stuff for us you know I mean, my opinion is, if you have an online community, you should have tools for policing bad behavior. Even if, if everybody seems to be perfectly well-behaved, those tools should still exist, just in case. And you, I don't think I wish WoW had... has sufficient tools right
2: now. What do you wish they had, Ian?
1: I wish they had it so that when you hit ignore, and you went to ignore somebody... They disappeared. It wasn't just that they couldn't talk to you. It was that their character was no longer visible on your screen, yes. essentially phased out. And in addition, you phase out to them and they can no longer see you.
2: See, that's the thing. Honestly, the problem with ignore in, in WoW is that it
1: doesn't keep them from still trying to contact you. Right. But if, if they disappeared and you could no longer actually physically see them and they could no longer physically see you, the impetus would just like, that would take away a lot of the tension as far as I'm concerned. Because there's, there's been points, I've, I've had my own run ins with people, questionable people who were weird. Let's just, we'll just call them weird, right? Weird people who, made it a point even after I put them on ignore to follow me around, which was also distressing, but it was like, well, what can you do? You can't do anything about it. You can leave, you can go somewhere else. And if they follow you, well, then you've got no recourse. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And I I agree. I don't disagree at all. I think that'd be an awesome thing to have. I would love it. I think the complication comes in where if you have someone on ignore, and you're both killing mobs in the same area. Is there a phantom killing those mobs? Are there are you not seeing each other fighting mobs?
1: I think they just How should just have like a timeout phase for people who get thrown on ignore. <laughs> like just throw them into a phase where <laughs> there's nobody.
0: <laughs> but then you would get the players exploiting it saying, "Oh, my quest mob is gone. Somebody ignore me." <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, true. There's got to be some kind of happy medium. There really does, because ignore just doesn't cut it.
2: Yeah, you know? and the other thing is, is I think one of the things that would be better is even if we didn't have account ignore phasing people out, ignore should be account wide immediately. Yeah, because the
1: thing every where people, every character on their BattleNet account, not just yeah. the on that particular server, BattleNet wide. Yeah, you've it, just particularly done
0: particularly where actual severe harassment is concerned. Um, you putting somebody on ignore doesn't stop them from being horrible monsters in public channels potentially nope. about you. Yeah. Uh, and That's everybody true. else is still seeing them talking crap about you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: That's true. No, it just means you can't see them talking crap about you or saying whatever the heck they want to say, you know. Yeah, and it is something that – I think when when WoW was first being
2: designed, I mean it was first the first inkling that this game was going to exist was back around 2000.
1: Yeah. Something like so, that.
2: So with this when it was designed, that was the wild west of MMOs and gaming in general. I mean EverQuest was the big deal and like that was a community of a couple hundred thousand people. So the tools are way behind. The tools are the tools are l- l- really way behind right now in WoW. And that's... not I mean, I'm not blaming anybody for it, but it's time to put some real effort into designing a new way to do this sort of thing. But, um... Okay, next email is from... uh... Nikolist. Does that seem right? Nicolist I'm gonna that go with That sounds Nikolist. right. Sure. Okay. What do you think was Blizzard's biggest mistake either in WoW history or in other games? The speed of patch 3.2 in WoW and the RMAH of Diablo 3 are my picks, but I'd be curious to hear yours. Uh, i got to be honest with you, if you want to talk about speed of patches, Mists of Pandaria had the biggest mistake in terms of dropping patches too quickly in that they dropped all their patches, bang, 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 and then had a year of nothing.
1: Yeah, uh, had they spaced it out a little bit better, it probably would have felt yeah. better. Con- it had Content-pacing
0: every- in general, over WoW's entire lifetime, almost, they just they can't find that medium, either Like, miss, they dump it all up front and then have nothing else left, or they just straight up have next to nothing. I mean, I I do think it's been a huge detriment to the game having these periods of 10 to 14 months of nothing.
2: Yeah, it doesn't... The game isn't at a place where it can sustain, like... It's funny because when when Vanilla WoW launched, it, it you, you look at it and it's like from it launches in 2004 and then the next expansion is not until 2007, but in that time they dropped big, big content patches.
1: So many patches.
2: Yeah, and some of them were like just a couple of dungeons and, and the world or the honor system, but some of them were like you know the the Blackwing Lair patch uh, or the the the, um, the the gates of anchorage patch or and then the uh, the final patch the uh, the the one for uh, Car- not for karazan noxramus uh, the noxramus next, patch all of which were huge patches they didn't just have raid content either i mean the 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 Nextramas patch actually had a lot of content that it was just involved in getting you up to right. Uh so you can't really get away with this like you know almost a year of nothing thing anymore if you ever really could Uh Burning Crusade did really have that. Think,
0: I think it's crazy that Blizzard has gotten away with it this long because no other MMO really does that. MMOs, like every other MMO that's going right now, they release decent chunks of content every few months, if not faster. And it's like, this is a subscription-based game. If for a year straight, you're not adding any value to that subscription people are paying... What, they stop paying it. What are, right. Like, there's... People aren't going to pay it. And then you get these things where you have huge chunks of players leaving, and then, okay, well, they'll come back. Well, why did you they can't... leave in the first place? They
2: shouldn't yeah. have had to. It's, it comes down to, like, I think part of the problem is that Blizzard seems to think it can't release content unless that it releases it in a huge patch.
0: And I mean, just they, they don't. I'm do a lot still of hung small up patches. on the subscription thing.
2: Yeah. Just,
0: you're paying a subscription for a magazine. They decide not to send you one for a year. But they take your subscription anyway. The next next magazine
1: is going to be huge. It's going to be a really big magazine. Trust me. The next magazine is like the size of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So you'll really like it. Then again,
0: Blizzard did have a World of Warcraft magazine, which did not release on time ever. So...
2: (laughs) But in terms of, like, I don't think the RMAH is actually Diablo 3's biggest mistake. I think Diablo 3's biggest mistake was much more along the lines of it didn't know what it wanted to be until it released its first expansion. Kind of, yeah. First expansion made Diablo 3 good. Diablo 3 is a very good game now. And it feels like a lot of that was stuff that they didn't know they wanted until they... I I don't know how to say this without sounding kind of arrogant, so I'll just sound arrogant and people can later on hoist me on it. It feels an awful lot like Diablo 3 released in a real beta state. Yeah. Like we tested out Diablo 3 for them.
0: It does. Uh, Um, I think it was so long between releases that I think enough developers had changed that they didn't really get the essence of what Diablo was supposed to be until it was in player hands.
2: Yeah. And to a degree, Diablo 3 now isn't Diablo 2 in any way. It, It is a completely different game but it's a good game now because it it, it it's much more aligned of what people want out of the Diablo experience. People don't want to go to an auction house in Diablo. People don't want to have to like, you know, spend in-game gold or even their own money to get the items. They want the items to drop off of monsters they kill.
1: That's why you play Diablo, to click things and collect stuff.
2: Yeah. It is it's a much more visceral game. It is a much more combat intensive game. It, it it it's got a simpler Interface on purpose, so it doesn't detract away. You you get four to six abilities, that's it, that's what you're using. You're using four to six abilities, so nothing slows you down. And I think that it it took them a while to find the stride on it. They, I think they found it. I, I honestly think Reaper of Souls is really amazing. Yeah. But but yeah, definitely th- that was an error. They, I don't know. It, it feels an awful lot like that happens with Blizzard games where there's sort of a Extended beta period now, where like they'll have like a beta that seems to last forever, but doesn't test everything. Like World of Draenor's beta didn't feel like it knew what it wanted us to test.
0: No. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the game. It seems that the teams are all very different at Blizzard. Like uh, Hearthstone felt like it was in beta well after it was a completed game. Heroes of the Storm also was very much, you know, it was still in beta when it was perfectly playable and basically complete, but it was still in beta until suddenly just flicked the switch and it was live one day. Heck,
1: even the technical alpha was really
0: playable. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was. And I think the the biggest things I noticed that changed during technical alpha is they just redid the UI, which yeah. is a big thing. I mean, you don't want to completely change the UI after launch, but still, you know, it was, it, it felt done Whereas WoW betas are very much not that. Yeah, uh, Diablo Three was clearly not that,
2: and Overwatch we can't tell you because we haven't seen the beta yet. Yeah, but it, it's really weird about like WoW versus Heroes of the Storm or or Hearthstone is that both Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone had huge player bases in their beta, like people they had communities of players already. It was the it wasn't just that it, in terms of polish of play people were talking about it like it was a live game that they were playing.
0: Well there were esports tournaments for Hearthstone and Heroes while they were in beta. While well, I mean, yeah. were, were beta, them out. yeah. Like they were having a huge big money tournament before anybody like could go play the game. You could only play if you'd been invited. Yeah. But they were having it on like ESPN.
2: Yeah. It was really it's been I don't want to say it's been lacking coherence exactly because it's not quite the right term, but it, there is no unified Blizzard does betas this way thing anymore if there ever was. They they handle their betas very differently for different games. Yeah. And I think for, for at least for Heroes and Hearthstone it seems to have worked out fine for them. But for Diablo 3, I really feel like Diablo 3, the beta was when you got it. Because so many of us got it free. Yeah. Like I didn't pay for Diablo 3 until I got Reaper of Souls. That's the first time I spent any money on the yeah. game.
1: Yeah, because well, the annual pass thing.
2: So yeah, a lot of us got did the annual pass, and so we got Diablo three free. We we didn't pay for it. We we paid for a year of Wow, which at least in my case, I was going to pay for that year of Wow anyway. So it wasn't yeah. like it cost me anything. Uh, nowadays, that's actually kind of a concern for me. I don't think I'd still I would have paid to be subbed as long as I had been, if if not for the the the, the Wow token because that's the only reason I've been able to like be subbed for months of nothing b- between patches. Yep. You know. So that's
0: I have definitely not paid money for this period of nothing.
2: Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's that's there's actually a few others but I think that's basically Blizzard's wow content dr- dr- you know, drown or drought philosophy really needs to change. I think they need to like figure out how do we space this out? Like a sm- You know, in Cataclysm, they did one thing that I remember them doing that I thought was actually kind of interesting, was that they did a patch that was just a couple of dungeons. Yeah. And quite frankly, that sounds kind of lame until you think about the fact that, imagine if you had, like, three patches that was, like, a dungeon, a new place to go, another dungeon. That's something.
0: something That's how how a lot of other MMOs do it right now. Sometimes they'll have a huge patch, but in between those, they'll have... A patch that just gives you something new yeah it's they don't all, all have to be huge
2: i think that you know if it weren't for the huge drought that took place in mists if mists had spaced out its patches more mists would be the ideal wow patch schedule because they delivered a lot of patches and they all had something they weren't all raids but they all had something and that would be the way to go if you could do it so that you didn't have more than a six-month lag between the drop of the last patch and the next expansion. I really feel like the six to eight months is about the longest you can go before people start getting really antsy. And, and even then... They, they could know. have,
1: they could have seriously, they could have delayed 5.1 by about two months, and they would have been okay. If everything had followed the same way, you're right. If everything else had followed suit, they would have been okay. Like, every everything else had been pushed back by, like, another month or so. They would have been fine. Yeah, you would have basically. It's five point one. It felt like five point one. I was still in the middle of grinding daily everything when five point one hit that beta. Oh yeah, it was it was January, wasn't it? It was almost immediately after the expansion. Like the expansion hadn't even been out like more than maybe a couple months. Yeah. If that. The expansion came out I think November. They put it on the PTR, is what they did. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember we were all sitting around talking about it, because it was January, and we were all like, really, already? And they, Yeah. (laughs) When when they put it on the PTR, they put 5.1 on the PTR, and they announced 5.2.
0: Yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah. I remember thinking, wow, Blizzard pulled it together, they're going to have a lot of patches expansion. And then they were like, nope, we're definitely not. We're all out. The thing is, they did have a lot of patches, because they did four patches. Yeah, Yeah, and then it was see you in a year.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. the problem. The problem wasn't that they didn't do a lot of stuff. It was that they did a ton of stuff, all and it's all done by summer. They just they <laughs> kind of front loaded everything, and they could have spaced it out a little farther. If they, yeah, if you, you're right. If they put out the first one back two months, and then had everything stagger back, and then take an additional month besides that, you would have been you would have been looking at like an eight month period rather than like I think close to seven 30. to eight
1: months, which is which is fine. It's still kind of lengthy, but it's nowhere near as, yeah. you know. You're not sitting there at the end of a year going, oh, garage again.
2: You've <laughs> got you to get, you get everyone's alts, their heirlooms.
0: I keep, I keep bringing up these other MMOs, but it's just because WoW is an MMO, and there's, I mean, you have to compare at some point. It just feels like the more I see what these other MMOs are doing, the more I feel it's unacceptable for there even to be like three months without something new in WoW. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be anything. But when you go this long period with nothing, what I'm looking at, you know, Final Fantasy, whatever number they're on, uh, The Ultra Public, Secret World, uh, these other – even Wildstar, which hit its – you know, it wasn't doing super well, but they're still putting out content. They do it regularly. There's always something. And wow, it's – here's something. Six months later, here's something. We'll see you next year.
2: Yeah, I do think that they need to come up with a way to deliver the stuff in a more space that way. Rather than holding it all for one patch and then you know, just burying you in stuff, uh, give me something this month, and then in two months give me something else, and then in two months down the road from that give me something else. It's, it's I, I just agree.
0: kind of ridiculous to pay a subscription when uh, – especially Warlords – where there really wasn't much in patches, you're still paying a subscription and then got, you have to buy the next expansion. It's like I'm not paying for anything.
2: Yeah. You got one, you I got bought two,
0: my box and that was it.
2: There were two patches. One patch didn't deliver anything. I mean it, it gave you a lot of quality of life stuff, but quality of life stuff isn't marquee stuff that you feel like you should pay for. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. doesn't kind of thing that makes you feel like your subscription has value, but I think we should need to move on because otherwise we'll just be griping for another like 20 minutes. The next email is from Lamina, uh, Drenai Mistweaver from Silvermoon. Uh, I'm not hollow. I'm not really a huge role player, but I do enjoy it, although I don't really go in depth for my character's background. But a question arose recently while leveling a new character. I started leveling a Draenei monk and thought about how to roleplay her and got a little confused how such a thing could make sense in roleplay. The Draenei still start by falling out of the shattered piece of the Exodar, Circa Burning Crusade, yet there is a Pandaren who recently joined the Alliance after traveling from the Wandering Island, Circa Mists of Pandaria, there to teach my Draenei the monk arts. Is there a way to roleplay this situation without ignoring the crash landing or just saying, oh well, the monk trainers followed Chen as he left the island Circa Warcraft 3? Another question I have was, how do I make any sense role-playing-wise for a Pandaren to visit Outland before visiting Northrend and the rest of Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms? Hyjal, Twilight Highlands, and the like. I hope you can clear this up for me. Uh, thank you. Um, one thing is that, that Pandaren is actually a specific one who's sort of semi-famous in-game. It's Chen's cousin. And He's he a storm out.: Yeah, and he used to write these guides to all the stuff in Warcraft back when Warcraft 3 was coming out. He was yeah. the guy who wrote all these guides. So, he was exploring Azeroth. Like his like that during that period of time, during Warcraft 3, he was already out, but you know, and he wasn't following Chen at all. He was doing his own thing, writing about stuff. Uh I think he gets mentioned very briefly in Pearl of Pandaria. but I'm not sure. Like I don't remember now.
1: Um I'm not sure if he gets mentioned or not. But you know
2: he he's he's sort of an he's sort of a wink and a nod to like the Warcraft Three guides, and also one thing is that if you look at like for instance the like the Draenei on Draenor, the Draenei have a monk tradition. The alkanai monks, like if you go to Burning Crusade stuff, there's alkanai monks all over the place in in Monotombs and uh, alkanai crypts. It's actually alkanai crypts, I'm pretty sure but we, we we did the leveling stream fairly recently. We went to talk and I Crips, and there are monks there, yeah, with sticks and everything. They, they have their own monk tradition. so technically speaking, the only reason you'd need to go to that pandarin trainer is because he happens to be there as a nod to you know that character. Uh, you could have very easily be a monk from the get-go. like you're a monk already, you know, your character's on the ship and the ship crashes, and you're monking it up. It just happens the only trainer left is... Basically, it feels like your character and that guy over there are the only monks on the island because everybody else didn't make it. It's not really a great starting zone in terms of people making it. You're wandering around healing people with the gift and an arrow because everybody who could heal them more effectively is off doing other stuff. I always found that the Draenei starting zone is really dark. Like I don't know what you guys feel about it, but I've always felt like it's kind of it's it's a somewhat dark and depressing origin that that think, everything is pretty wiped out
0: i I don't think it's the only one, I think there are other starting zones that are pretty bad, though I haven't played a lot of them since I played pretty much all of them vanilla, but not since cataclysm, but I remember a lot of the starting zones where everything is busted, everybody's dead, this world sucks, go kill stuff.
2: Well, it's funny because <laughs> Cataclysm did a lot of revamp. Like Cataclysm made the human one worse. Yeah. Like wolves are all monsters now. They're all insane now. Uh there's orcs burning down the orchard. You know, it's like it's significantly worse than it was in turn Yeah. Of-
0: I mean, in vanilla it was thieves are in the berry fields. Go chase them away. Now it's the orcs have burned it to the ground. Yeah. Nothing. The left.
1: orcs are setting everything on fire. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the human starting zone is not not terribly appealing anymore. But uh, in terms of roleplay wise for a pandaren, I mean, I just assume that's where you go because that's where they send you. Like, I don't. Your pandaren kind of has to just accept that they they went to outland. Yeah, I got nothing in terms of why why would you go to Outland. Yeah, we always wanted to go to that place, and
0: yeah, the the sequence of expansion content is not something you can justify in role play. It just it just doesn't make no. sense. You're you, time traveling, and you're not doing it on purpose. That's just
1: how you just kind of it. disconnect it, really, and don't think about it too much.
2: Yeah, I mean, like if you're think about it honestly, if a pandarin had showed up at the Wrathgate, I think literally everybody would have stopped. Even even Putress would have stopped, and now behold the terrible vengeance of is that a panda? What are <laughs> you doing here? Did you guys know there was a panda here?
1: No, Lich King's God. like in the middle of hoovering Sour Fang Junior, <laughs> <laughs> and he just stops in the middle of it. Is that a panda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bolfar's like
2: you, mon. Hi, can, can can we help you? Can we help you? Have You're you been? Kinda- Wow, you drink a lot. Well, that's that's <laughs> impressive, but um, kind of in the middle of this dramatic scene. Oh, are, oh, I'm very
1: sorry. Are, are we all hallucinating? Yes. <laughs> are we having yeah. some sort of the, hallucination?
0: And this has been a this has been a problem for a long time. That the the actual questing storyline isn't cohesive or coherent. You're jumping around the timeline.
2: You just kind of have to accept it because There's... I mean, think about death Deathwing. Like the, as soon as you get done in, in Northrend, Deathwing is ravaging the land again. Actually, the weirdest thing is, do if you're a Panda, you start Panda stuff starts after Cataclysm because the Wandering Isle stuff all starts after Cataclysm. Then you go back in time to just before the Cataclysm, or just no, not just before, but just during Deathwing's whole rise to power. You 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 level to 60 through that happening. Then suddenly you go way back in time. Then you come back a little bit, and then you see like the Wrath stuff. Then you're back in the Cataclysm again. Finally, that's over, and you can go to Pandaria, and you're like sort of in your own time frame again. So it's yeah. it's it's all over the place. You, you, it's you, you not something work,
0: you can your... explain. Yeah, just your character
1: bizarre.
0: Don't don't try to explain it. It's like uh, in role play, um, you don't say you killed that raid boss thirty seven times. <laughs> you just don't. And this is another one of those things. It's a game mechanic. You don't bring it up.
1: Yeah. When, when a new race is introduced after expansions have already come out, it's kind of problematic to like assume that they're actually, yes, they are going back and doing all of this old stuff again. You just sort of gloss over that and come up with a reasonable reason why they are where they are.
2: Yeah, and it, to a degree, I mean, some stuff is, is non-specific enough that you can kind of get away with it. Uh, whereas other stuff, you just kind of have to hold your nose and ignore it. I think we have time for one more email because, you know, there were technical problems. So I think I'm going to try this next email, which is from Drew Bob.
0: Good, because I like the intro to this one.
2: <laughs> Greetings, awesome people, and Alex, who is double awesome. Well, and thank the Legion. You. In the Legion announcement and following interviews, they discussed how all of the specs would be seeing some reworking in an attempt to hew closer to the fantasy of the class. How do you guys feel about this, and do you think it is good for the long-term health of the game? I ask because I am of mixed opinion on this. Classes and specs have changed lots over the course of WoW, with changes at times making me no longer interested in cherished characters I loved playing, though on occasion making other characters more fun. All of these changes also seem to be made with only the latest expansion in mind, which seriously devastates, devalues old contents, or makes it irrelevant. Is this okay, healthy, or inevitable? Thanks. Love your site and Rossi. I love the new look, uh, Drew Bob. Uh, I
0: shaved my head. New look. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, um, well, I think Anne, you want to talk about it first. Like, what do you feel about it?
1: I have nothing books? to say to Drew Bob because he didn't even mention me. <laughs> <laughs> No, really though. No. Um, I think I think what they're doing with Legion is actually kind of interesting because, typically speaking, in almost every expansion we've ever had, the question going into the expansion has been, as far as class is concerned, is what are they going to do to the talent trees this time? And. Yeah they kind of hammered down where they want the talent trees to be and how they want them to behave. And now that they've done that, there's kind of like a space for them to step back, look at the classes themselves and not just those talent trees and go, okay, how can we make this class feel more like unique? Which, which is something that people have been kind of asking for, Since vanilla, like back when we used to have class quests and stuff in vanilla, people have been, you know, begging for some kind of class quest or something to make the class feel cool. And in vanilla, the class quest was the thing that made the class feel cool, you know? So now we're getting this kind of idea of where specializations and classes themselves are going to be looked at in depth. And I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do with it. One idea I
2: I, I know I liked. Uh, is the idea of not having double names anymore? I don't like that, and I never did. I don't like there being a paladin and a warrior spec both called protection. Yeah. I don't like there being two restorations. I've never liked that. Um, I definitely think that two two specs called frost, especially in two classes, as different as mages and death knights. No, you change those things. So is I'm I'm all down to that. Really, I I don't like it, you know, and if you all know right. it's. Maybe it's not a big As deal. A rogue, but... I have no opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, but rogue stuff has another problem. Calling them that's... assassination rogues is dumb. They should be assassin rogues. There's no reason it... to call them assassination rogues. That's like, you know, you don't call people who assassinate people assassinationers. We call them assassins.
0: <laughs> so that's I, always I think... fucked me. It's, it's like uh, people who have inscription being called inscriptionists.
1: No, they're scribes. Okay. They're scribblers. Yeah. Scribblers.
0: Yeah, um, I think it depends on how Blizzard does this. I think there are cases where, okay, if you have a warrior, well, let's go with Paladin. You have the Holy, Protection, and Retribution. If you decide uh, to get closer to the class fantasy, we're going to remove Retribution and give them something else. Uh, We're not going to give them a DPS spec anymore. I think that's going to alienate players. But you have a situation where hunters or even rogues where the three specs aren't that all, aren't all that distinct right now. I yeah. mean, there's always one tree that's like, uh, this is the one that nobody uses because it's not very interesting, and it's pretty much the same as this other one, and the other one's better. So yeah, it's a third throwaway tree. In that case, taking that third tree that's doing nothing interesting and making it better and do something specific, like hunters getting a melee spec, um, for all the jokes we make about melee hunters, giving that third tree an identity is really good otherwise it's just wasted space and yeah, it's always been that way
2: i thought it was interesting they talked about doing rogues where they were going to have like the 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 stealthy ninja type the you know the swashbuckling type that yeah. that interests me
1: that's yeah, that's sure. a
2: neat that's a neat way to go about it. In terms of paladins and warriors you both using, I don't think you're going to get rid of retribution. I don't think you're going to change retribution, but having two tanking classes that both use shields, that both have the same name, it's too close. I know they have differences, but I don't like being that similar to that other guy. It's just anything they can do to make them play differently. And I know that there's only so much they can do without alienating people. Cause let's face it, if you're a protection warrior right now, you want to use a shield and a weapon because that's been the thing the whole time and hewing to the classic fantasy of the class. You can't do a lot about it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, so there's thematic differences you can make. Um, honestly, quite frankly, I think warriors should just get away from one handed weapons. They just shouldn't use them period. They should not use them. They should be like barbarians from D three, that where they do every everything they use is big, everything they use is a two hander. You know, so the protection warrior now becomes a juggernaut and uses a two handed weapon and a shield. Boom, done. And it, it, it <laughs> I want it, something it, large to hit something with. Yeah, every like everything should be massive because warriors shouldn't be finesse. They shouldn't be the finesse warrior is the arms warrior who still uses a two hander. He's a finesse because he only uses a two hander. Like that's that's the nimble guy of the warrior. Like that that dude's hitting me with a card with like a tree trunk. Yes, but he only has one tree trunk, and he doesn't have like a car door strap to his arm while he's hitting you with
1: the tree trunk. That's how you know he's flexible. Fizzle just popped piped up in the chat channel and said, "Dual shield, prot warriors." Sorry,
0: but that's a paladin skill.
1: <laughs> Plus, it doesn't really feel very warriory. The idea that you'd want to only hit
2: people with something you hide behind. No, Warriors, I can totally see the spikes
1: on it, and it was the size of a refrigerator door.
2: (laughs) Plus, there's that cool robot that the Dranai have. Yeah, that's true. That's got the two shields, and I like the cool robot. Now, if you could pick up the cool robot and hit people with that,
0: that's a Warrior thing. If you want to get closer to the fantasy of Paladin, make their spell effects not suck. I'll admit Make them look better and sound better.
2: (laughs) Having played a Paladin up to like 90 at this point. Uh, so I, I feel like I've got a little feel for how they are to level. Uh, retribution in particular needs to feel like it's actually re- like there's a retributive aspect to it. Like
0: you're hitting something instead not of not just that. at them.
2: Retribution should feel like you're, you you're like come on, they hit you and you're like you think that was hitting me. Okay, this is hitting someone. There needs to be a payback angle to retribution. They need to feel like they're getting actual vengeance. That they're doing, you know, they are righting wrongs. They're they're the guy who who doesn't start the fight but who finishes it. There's retribution doesn't feel like that at all. They don't feel dangerous. They feel like I'm going to wait for Templar's verdict to come up. Okay, it's up. Bang.
0: Let me Uh, just let me hit people with my weapon instead of like conjuring glittery hammers and uh, like.
2: Or you know, hey, you know, there were some cool ideas for Pally's. Like, uh, I, I don't know where it went. I guess it's now it's just a prod thing. I'm not sure. But the Guardian of Ancient Kings thing? Yeah. that That is a cool idea. But he shouldn't have just been running around next to you yelling at people. He should have been, like, around you. Like, there should have been a feeling of, the, you know, when you summon that thing that you become the Guardian of Ancient Kings. Not, and there's my friend. It's
0: like white fire coming out of your eyes.
1: Yeah, something. something Here's my doing. friend, the angry man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, should probably but, uh, wrap it up, though. Yeah,
0: we've, we've gone long enough tonight.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry about the... Uh, people listening to the live stream, I'm sorry about the connection issue. If
0: you're not listening to the uh, live stream... I just, right, I just want it. fire out of my eyeballs. That's, that's all I care about.
2: And in the, And can you do it this week, or do I have to do it?
1: No, I can do it okay do it lizard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow Blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or even in the queue and an ad-free site experience
2: Okay, and that's been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, Please, if you have an email, send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We love answering emails, so it definitely is a big part of the show, and we definitely would like to answer your emails on it. Uh, And that's the show for everybody. Thank you very much, and have a good week.